You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ, amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. Alrighty, hello, hello, this is 4ZZZ and you are listening to Transmission, the weekly show run entirely by trans folks on 4ZZZ, which is the world's favourite community radio station. It's the best. It is the best. Uh, my name's Jay. I'm a queer trans man. If you're a dedicated fan of the show, you might recognise my voice off the somewhat irregular ballroom news segments my ballroom sister and I, Imani, do together. Um, today, I have broken free of my little 10-minute pre-record <laughs> segment and I've taken control of the entire hour on air while your usual host and 4ZZZ legend is recovers from surgery. Mm. But this coup hasn't been orchestrated by myself alone. I'm joined in the studio today by someone I'm thrilled to call one of my best friends, June. Hello, my comrade. How are you? I'm doing really well, actually. Excellent. Good. The day is good. I'm living life. Well, it helps to start off anytime you start off a show with Janelle Monae. Um, Vibes Immaculate, Dancing in the Studio. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. This week, uh, you and I are going to be talking a little bit about some of the media that means a lot to us and our like personal selves and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm like doing a deep dive on nerdiness and I like to apologise for what I'm like how much I'm just going to rant about nerdiest stuff possible. No, that's good. We yeah. love nerdy stuff here. And yeah, I thought it would be super appropriate to kick off the show with an artist who like uh, introduced myself to transness. Um, at a very young age, and the self-proclaimed daytriarch. That's how oh, that's I know. So good. I know. That's how Janelle Monae started introducing themselves at different places, and I think it's the single best word ever invented. Yeah, no, it's powerful. truly beautiful. It's amazing. I might steal that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is fantastic. All right, we're gonna kick it off with another song. We're gonna go straight into Mal Blum. Now, I know Mal Blum of Welcome to Night Vale. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I discovered them. I was going really deep into banjo music when I first started learning it. Mm. Um, oh, by the way, I forgot to say, hi, I'm June. I use they, them pronouns. <laughs> Just thought I should put that out there. Um, uh, I, uh, yeah, first discovered them through going into banjo music and I found their song, um, San Cristobal, yeah. which has this beautiful banjo riff throughout the entire thing that I taught myself like fairly early on as the instrument. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, that's wonderful. All right, let's have a listen. This is Candy Bars and Men. Amplifying the voices of the trans and gender non-conforming community of Mianjin, Brisbane and beyond. Transmission on 4ZZZ brings you the latest in trans community news, music and events. Every Tuesday from 9am till 10am, join our team of hosts for an hour of celebrating the unique perspectives of the trans community. Transmission, Tuesday mornings from 9am till 10am on 4ZZZ. The colours we could manifest if this was our foundation. How beautiful. It really is. Oh, what a way to start like a morning, just listening to the wonderful, um, non-based now, but ex-Mianjin-based um, artist, poet, writer and performer, Navi. That was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it's just a work of art. Like, Yeah, it really is. And it's just like, it's such a beautiful exploration and celebration of everything that makes like queerness I don't know, such a like transformative 
thing to be and experience and do and put into the world. Oh, it's great. Anyway, this is Transmission, um, the trans show on 4ZZZ. My name is Jay, and I'm here with June. Hello, I'm June. I use them pronouns. Hi. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was Entire City by Nami Karan. And before that, we listened to Mal Blum with Candy Bars and Men, a classic folk singer who we've both come to like uh, enjoy through different medias over the years. Yeah, I will just shout out, there's a really good... Um podcast episode of a podcast called I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats, which mm-hmm. is Mal Blum talking to John Darnell of the Mountain Goats. And it's just he- really cool hearing people in that scene discussing like the intricacies of making folk music and and then making music of that kind and and like how to make a healthy work schedule and all that kind of stuff it's very cool yeah that's awesome um now usually every week we list out a couple of the events that are happening around Mianjin and this week is no different so on it's the events are kind of like there's not really much happening at the start of this week yep. which i think is good yep. i think we all need a rest a quiet week yeah it's like the 17th of january and i'm exhausted and I'm I, sick of it. It, it, it. Everything keeps happening and I cannot stop it. <laughs> Ugh, nothing for a few days, please. Please. But on Saturday, um, the queer event Them, which is spelt like Femme with a T-H, will be putting on drag shows as a fundraiser for Pay the Rent. Coming out to Invasion Day, there are a few better ways to spend your money than seeing shows by iconic Mianjin queens such as Katya Lukin, Brandy Doll, Freya Amani, The House of Alexander's Own Baby Blue, and more. It's it's great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Doors open at 6. Shows are at 7, 8, and 9. And it's $15 entry, I believe. Yeah. Sounds a good time. Sounds it good. is pretty awesome. And while we're talking about fundraising, there's also an active call-out at the moment going on for Invasion Day funds. Um, you can find links and that sort of thing at the usual places where you find information about grassroots activism in this city. I think the Treaty Before Voice uh, Facebook page is a good place for it too. Um, yeah, leading up to Invasion Day, there needs to be funds raised for all kinds of different things that go into like preparing for a massive event. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on Sunday, I know at least some members of the queer community, including myself, will be observing a big holiday, June. Oh, you monster. <laughs> it's your birthday. It is my birthday. <laughs> I, I don't like this. <laughs> you're a monster. I thought it was only fair for me to call it out. Oh, you're the worst doing this to me. Yes, it is my birthday. Um, and I'm doing nothing for it. It's beautiful. Good. Fantastic. Yeah. Stay yeah. home. See no one. That's Lock your doors. Yeah. Close your blinds. <laughs> I don't exist. Yeah, it's don't. It's National Don't Bother June Day yeah. on Sunday. Oh, can we make that a thing every year, please? <laughs> Just don't talk to me. That'd be nice. Um, next Monday will be the third week of Ginhawa Circles, which is being led by a dear friend of mine, Aborum007 and non-binary babe Argo. Argo has been bringing us into the new year with a series of wellness sessions informed by decolonial practices from the Philippines to ground ourselves and start the year off right. Links to the upcoming session and recordings to all of the previous ones can be found at the Instagram page emergent.yogi. Pretty awesome. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's nice. Like, I, I've been seeing such a um, big increase recently in, like, health practices that are, like, really informed by, like, practices from before uh, colonialism and that sort of thing. And it's nice seeing that be reclaimed and, you know, that uh, approach to wellness because a lot of the therapy and different things that we use is very entrenched in like the systems of like this is how to become a better worker (laughs) this is how to be more productive productive, at work by reducing stress yeah um and 
Oh yeah, next Monday is also my twenty first. Yeah, if is. I called out your birthday, I have to call out it's mine only as well. Fair, yeah. Um, I think it's an event that deserves the entire queer community's attention, <laughs> quite frankly. You see, I didn't want to bring it up uh, because I, I'm a kind person and I didn't want to <laughs> force the, the onus of it back on you, but here we are. I'm a birthdays person. Yeah, I, think, I see. I think last year around this time, um, Max made like endless fun of me on no idea <laughs> on the Wednesday because I think I mentioned it was my birthday like 600 times. Wait, sorry, is it your birthday coming up? <laughs> Oh my goodness, when's your birthday? I'm just a big fan of celebrations. Oh, I love parties. As you should be. Um, all right, that's everything for this week. Wonderful. Nice, short, simple, just a couple of cool events coming up. If we missed anything, feel free to text in. And if you just want to say hi to us and join in on the conversation, this is for Triple Z Community Radio Station, and the show is Transmission. My name is Jay, and I'm joined by June. Hello, I'm June. I use they, them pronouns. It's really funny. When we were asked to do this, I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be on the 17th. What day is that again? It's like, I should really know. <laughs> like, I should be able to tell off the top of my head what day I'm going to be in a transmission. Yeah. I feel this should be a known thing at this point. Yeah, yeah, same day, same time, every week. It doesn't change. This is the thing about radio. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I, hey, hey, listeners, I don't know if you know this, but did you know that radio shows are on at the same time each week? It's That's incredible. Wild. It's it's Scheduling like that, I can't imagine. No, I don't think any of us can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's your time to have a chat. Yeah, so um, the brief that I was given was uh, come in and talk about like media that has brought you trans joy. Um, and like helped you along the way, I think was sort of how I interpreted it. And so I've come to talk about uh, tabletop role playing games like Hell, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons because this is who I am, except not Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> very crucially. Um, uh, uh, basically, I've always thought there's always been like an incidental queerness to tabletop role playing games because a core thing of when you're building a character is you have to go into this idea about their identity and you have to question all sorts of stuff about what you're making. And it leads to this place where you kind of can use it as a really safe space for for um, experimentation. Mm. Like, I know so many people who have tried out names through playing a tabletop game like Dungeons & Dragons. Just going, yeah, no, I'm going to call my character Emily. If you could all call me Emily and you she, her pronouns for me for the session, that would be wonderful. Yeah. And, and like... I think it's a beautiful thing to have that kind of safe space in, in regards to role-playing games. Yeah. Um, and a more recent thing I think you can see is you can see a lot of, of games latching onto that idea. Um, I don't think Dungeons & Dragons has so much. <laughs> they, they, there's, there's issues with that at the moment anyway, but like they, they put in like side characters who are queer but like it's not a major thing but right. like you can see uh, systems like pathfinder which is i'm sorry i'm gonna use a lot of names here and i'll try and in like uh introduce them all pathfinder is a competitor to D &D, uh has its own setting and stuff um and you get like uh, uh goddesses that are in a lesbian polycule as part of like the core backstory of the world which rules good for them yeah. shout outs to them um <laughs> And you find more and more um, queer creators getting into making uh, tabletop RPGs. Mm. And so if you look at like the independently made games, you find people who like a core part of, of when you create your character is figuring out, I mean, like most character sheets and a lot of our indie games have like pronoun spaces on them, mm. even if they're not related to like queerness explicitly. I remember um, there's a game called Flying Circus, which is about being uh, like a fighter pilot in like World War One style biplanes. And I'm pretty sure that's like, oh yeah, what's your pronouns? Or what's, what's, your, what's your gender? Like, think about this as options here, right? Which is, I think I really appreciate it. It's, it's cool to have it becoming normalized in that space in a, in a really special way. And it's, it's sort of a way to um, 
like when a, a nerdy like D and D bro who may not necessarily give much thought to trans or queer issues, um, when it's part of the character sheet, it's just like it just becomes part of the conversation Absolutely. in such a like easy way as well. One of my favorite examples of this is a whole series of games using a system that's called Powered by the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, really fun systems of games. But when you're making your character, it has like pre-written character descriptions mm-hmm. uh, you get to choose from which one but it's terms like masculine feminine unclear hidden like obscured like and i appreciate the language that they use there it's not just masculine feminine neutral it's like this is obscured for a reason or, yeah. or this is someone who is like transcending that the the, the categories there naturally like that kind of stuff and i think it's a again just introducing that concept of of like making people think about it slowly but surely yeah um, and this also leads to, like, explicitly very queer uh, games being made. So, like, there's a game called Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Uh, which rules. Brilliant. Thirsty Sword Lesbians is a game about having messy queer relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's basically implied that, like, you're going to be dating NPCs, like, non-player characters or other people at the table in-game and all that kind of stuff. And it's going to be messy and it's going to be um, just unhinged in the best way. <laughs> um, it also says at the start of the book, you don't need to be lesbians. You can be any marginalized identity or queerness. Uh, and it doesn't need to be swords, but you will be thirsty. That's, like, a core <laughs> part of the game, which I love. Brilliant. Um, and another one that I really, really enjoy as an example of this, it's... It's a game called Dream Askew and Dream Apart. It's technically two games in one. So this cool. is going real obscure now. No, this no, is, this rocks. Um, and Dream Askew and Dream Apart are about marginalised people in a precarious community. Yeah. Um, the premise for Dream Askew is that it's a queer commune in a post-apocalypse. Oh, that rocks. The idea being that queer people have already had to fight so hard and so long to make community in, in a tough situation that if an apocalypse happened, we'll be able to band together and look after each other. Right. Um, and its view on queerness is so cool. It introduces, like, terms for gender presentation that we don't use yet and goes, it's up to you to define these terms. Like, what is a gargoyle? Oh, that rocks. Like, That's really cool. I, it's such a neat concept. Um, and I have to mention Dream Apart. Dream Apart isn't about queerness. Um, it's about living in a um, 19th century Jewish shtetl, which is like a, a, like a village or community, mm-hmm. um, in like a semi-magical 19th century time period. But mm-hmm. it's these two games made in conversation of otherness and banding together against forces that don't want you to exist i think it's a really beautiful thing um and the fact that like there's a space for those games to be created and for those artists to express themselves is is really really important to me that's incredible yeah that's awesome yeah i definitely i think like gaming and games in general have always been a a space like whenever you can create your own character you're just like opening the door to queer people and be like come in well it's so good for escapism right because like I used Dungeons and Dragons to play around with my gender Mm. like um, one of my first D&D characters was a giant dragon person um, who just didn't understand the concept of gender they were Mm -hmm. called the Hydra Mm -hmm. they they weren't a man or a woman they were the Hydra Mm um uh, I then made a druid who also didn't understand the concept of gender. I don't know if you're noticing a theme here <laughs> amongst amongst my work. Um, and it's it's so fun to be able to play in that space and like find your weird little ways of expressing yourself. Mm. Like not to get too in the weeds here, but like I really like I like body horror a lot. Mm. As, as I don't know how to phrase this well without it being like sounding concerning, but I find body horror a really interesting thing when it, especially when it comes to the idea of like monstrous transformations yeah because you know i I rarely feel my gender is represented in media right like my idea of being a non-binary trans femme is such a specific thing um 
it's so rare to see that actually represented well and to be able to like point at a weird creature and go me is like very freeing because I, I won't have dysphoria if I'm a big scary beast because I'll be a big scary beast I don't need to worry about that you know yeah, what I yeah, mean yeah yeah um and like D and D with uh, the druid, for example, who can transform into monster uh, into creatures, but then you can make those as weird as and horrific as you want is great fun because then I just get to be like, I'm scary. Look at me. I'm a big creature. I'm a yeah. big scary creature. I don't know. I I wrote a song about wanting to be a goblin that lives in a tree and <laughs> want to be Mothman and all this kind of stuff, right? So like, there's a theme here with who I am. And you sang it in a cave. I sang it in a cave. That was so much fun. That was so much fun, and we. <laughs> Climbed into a cave and sang goblin songs. A magma cavern <laughs> in New Zealand and sang about wanting to be a goblin. Yeah. The Pretty acoustics legendary. are incredible. <laughs> um, I also say, while I was uh, doing research into this, because like, I wanted to talk about as many things as I could, mm-hmm. um, I did find a really cool resource called Represent Me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, uh, I think it's a charity that was put together or like an initiative to like collate games, both video games and like tabletop games that actually have good representation um, for people. Um, I don't think it's an exhaustive list. Like, I don't think it has everything and it does have varying quality of the games inside of it. Like, a lot of those games are, you know, like, boy love, like, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, fetishy yeah. of, of, yeah, of gay yeah. people and that kind of stuff. But, like, I think it's a good resource if you're ever looking for games that could be, uh, give you representation, that kind of stuff. Um, could be worth checking out you can sort games by like what platforms they're on that kind of stuff so yeah represent me um is a really cool thing that i found along the way that's fantastic oh thank you so much june that was such a cool little intro and discussion of some of the ways that ttrpgs are like so much fun for queer people and give us like so much yeah exploration i I think it's this thing of like you get a safe space and you get to tell explicitly queer stories and you have full control over it and another thing is like there's so much stuff these days about putting in lines and veils and like what i'm not comfortable with and what i am comfortable with as a player and all this kind of stuff and it's I don't know. It's it's just a really cool space to exist in, is what I found. And it doesn't like have to impact the outside world at all if you don't want, which no. makes it such a good space for like playing around, seeing what works. And if something doesn't, yeah. well, that was just for that session. I, oh no, my character died. Here's oh, a new one. Oopsie, oopsie. <laughs> oh my goodness, they fell off a cliff, and now I've made a girl. Woo! <laughs> like, I don't know. It's strange how that happens. Uh, all right. Well, awesome. My name is Georgie Stone, and you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. This is Transmission. Hello. The trans show on 4ZZZ. My name is Jay, and I'm joined in studio by June. Hello, I am June. My pronouns are they, them. Hell yeah. Um, it's my turn. It is. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, the smile. <laughs> the rubbing hands together. Um... Just to like talk a little bit about some of the media that means a lot to us over the years. There's so much. Like I'm a media oriented person. It doesn't take long to know this about me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like film and TV and podcasts all the time. Our first time hanging out together yeah. was us sitting down just exchanging different media. Yeah. Like not even connective tissue. It was like me going, here's pro wrestling and you going, here's a podcast. And like that was it. It was great. <laughs> yeah, and it was like for four hours yeah. too. Yeah. We knew we were destined to be besties. We have such normal brains. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> um I'm gonna be talking about Tales of the City. Oh my god. I love Tales of the City. Tell me about Tales of the City. Thank you. It's um, It started off as a newspaper serial yeah. um, by Armistead Morpin, who is a gay man, um, lived in San Francisco in yep. like the 70s. Um, uh, basically, yeah, it started as a newspaper serial every week, just writing these little stories about a bunch of people who live in a house that's owned by a trans woman. Um, and it's just like 
very simple. It follows that it's just a like slice of life. Yeah. Um, there were some bigger plots in very like it's so soapy. <laughs> There's like a whole like murder plot out of nowhere. <gasps> like oh yeah. my goodness, yeah. it's it's very like bold and the beautiful style like chaos did they ever it's talk great. about the serial killer gene because i always think about that riverdale <laughs> talks about the serial oh killer my gene God, yeah. no they don't um, thank goodness <laughs> so the the um serial was published in a bunch of books a couple of books tales from the city more tales of the city i think and then like something else like yeah. more more tales of the city. A, a naming convention yeah. yeah um which i think if you remember i bought tales of the city in a little bookshop in New Zealand. Yes, you did. Yeah, and we like sat in a cafe and didn't talk for like two hours That's while correct, I yeah. read and you ate food. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's just a piece of media that makes me feel very loved and very like calm and just reading about a bunch of characters who are really beautiful and um, the landlady... Um, she's just like everyone's fairy godmother yeah. and a magical. Like everyone just wants to, like everyone wants to live with her. She's yeah. great. It was, sorry. I was just going to say, like, it is such an important thing because so much transmedia, and like in the mainstream especially, yeah. becomes very focused on tragedy. Yeah. And like how hard it is. Oh my goodness, life's so hard. And it is nice to just have something celebrate the mundane. Yeah, absolutely. And like, um, so they made TV shows out of it, basically. Yeah. Um, the first TV show, I think, think if i'm remembering correctly it was released in the 90s i think the second in the um early thousands um and then they did a reboot of it in 2019 um and it's really fantastic because it's like it follows the same characters the same actors all the way through yeah, which is really it's nice such a neat concept and it also like changes the actual issues that they discuss are very like focused to the time so it's kind of like a really honest and true reflection of like what it's like to be queer in like all these different decades in san francisco throughout time yeah um and what i really liked about um the 2019 version in particular is ah, oh, it's just so nuanced and it has such a beautiful take on so many things but and it's like so beyond the like step one of like this is a trans character yeah. this is his life you yeah. know um it introduced this trans character jake and his um story arc is that like he's been in a relationship with a woman since before he transitioned um and just the sort of things that come with that because you know for her she still sort of identifies as a lesbian and it's like difficult for a variety of reasons and like it's it's one of those things like this is just like a true part of the trans experience yeah. that's so rarely explored with such kindness. Absolutely, and and yeah, very in touch with what's happening. Yeah. Like I could talk to so many of my friends who I'm certain have had a similar experience. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Jake's character means a lot to me, and he sort of like explores his own sexuality as well, and starts to realize like he might be gay. Um, and there's this really beautiful conversation that happens between Jake and um, the old trans lady, um, Anna Magical, um, where they're sitting together and he's saying, like, this is really hard. I'm having these feelings that are, like, changing and I'm worried that, like, it's going to, like, explode everything in my life and everything's going to be awful. And she says to him, well, the thing I've learned is that there's only the truth. And that's, like, a sentence that has come to mean, like, so much to me. 100%. The way that she talks about it, because... I don't know, when when you just feel, like, really uncertain, it's just so calming to think about, like, well, at the end of the day, there's only the truth. Yeah. Things are going to work out the way that they will work out. Yeah. Because, you know, no matter what happens or how many changes you go through or how many things you're frightened about or, mm -hmm. you know, how often the way you relate to the world changes at the end of the day, 
there's only what you are and you will become that person finding a little phrase like that to get you through everything as well is so important yeah it's it's what i've been doing at the start of this year because it's been stressful start of the year and it's like getting that little hook to just keep you going is vital yeah yeah, I think it's such a important like concept and oh, it just it makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole show makes me so happy. I think another one of my favorite scenes in it um is there's there's like a couple um this is like an example of how nuanced some of the discussions are. There's a couple um there's an age gap between them. It's like an older white man and a slightly younger black um black guy and they at one point go to um the older white man's like friends for like a dinner and they're like having a conversation and they're like you know that sort of like classic somewhat elder generation queer thing of like throwing around like slurs some of which they're allowed to use and some of which are not great and like the the young guy is like hey i don't find this all of this like fully appropriate and then there unfolds this like conversation about like the generational differences between like younger and older queer people and like and the difference between like and it, it gets, like, really layered as well because, you know, the older men are talking about, like, well, we fought really, really hard. We had to go through everything. And, like, being gay is so much easier now than yeah. it was. And the um, younger man is like, you're saying that to, like, a black gay man. What yeah. are you on about? Yeah, like, it's not easier for some of us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's the, just, the like... The fight isn't finished. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? Like, there's there's still so many things that have to be worked towards. And to have a, uh, a show in conversation with that yeah it's really really cool yeah and and like i can't do it justice by just like summarizing it but it comes off as like like really sympathetic to like all angles of the discussion because it's like yeah it's true it's hard for everyone (laughs) in this world you know um and it's nice to see yeah like i said queer stories that are so much deeper than just like oh my character arc is i come out like (laughs) you know what i mean and like i fully also like i appreciate them talking about the older generation being like we we fought for this stuff because the other thing is like fighting is exhausting right like i've had this discussion with you but i used to be like a bit of an activist when i was 18 and 17 Mm. and it uh, drained me a horrific amount Mm -hmm. and because it's a lot to fight for and it's it's exhausting to debate your existence every day and i can understand why somebody's like i just want to stop for a bit yeah (laughs) you know yeah absolutely Ah, oh, it's beautiful. Anyways, that's my little rant about Tales of the City. I think it's a fantastic little program. It's cool following, yeah, the way that discourses around queer lives have changed and yeah, yeah oh, it's and nice. And with the same actors as well. That's a that's a very neat yeah. through line. I like that a lot. It's really cute. It's so nice to follow them. Be like, oh my guy, yeah. you're back. <laughs> my boy, my boy. All right, well. This has gone super fast, yeah. but we are pretty much out of time. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening in. Thank you, June, for joining me in the studio. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Ez, for letting us take over. We thank hope that you. you get better soon and um, are ready to take on next week. Um, this has been Transmission. Um, thank you so Bye. much for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4 Z. 